Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 713, recorded today, Wednesday, the 4th of May. May the 4th, 4th be with you and all of that, the uh, lispy uh, Star Wars quote. Um, I'm being told that there's something weird going on with my sample rate, uh, so I do apologise. There's not really much I could do while we're in the middle of the show, so you just have to make do with me being slightly out of sync and slightly more Darth Vader, which I suppose is appropriate, considering that it is May the 4th. Um, anyway, this is the show to do with music technology. It's a podcast, a round panel discussion. Uh, we talk about music production, instruments, synthesizers, releases, uh, software, recording, live, all the kind of things that surround the making, creating and distributing of music, electronic or otherwise. We want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Baby Audio and also Isotope for supporting the show. There'll be messages from them later. Uh, and savings, much, much savings. So uh, we'll say hello. Oh, yes, I want to say hello to everybody in uh, the chat, in the IRC and also in the Discord. Uh, and um, thank you for joining us. Uh, and also uh, everybody who is uh, supporting us on Patreon, uh, you can, which you can join us there. Patreon, um, marvellous uh, affordability. I know I've been a bit lax recently, apart from just the ad-free stuff, just because we're heading up to Superbooth, but there will be a ton more stuff up there. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Sonic State. You can join us. In fact, if you get in before the end of the show, your name will appear in lights in the credits, which uh, is because it's all automatically done, assuming at least that technology is working, right? So anyway, let's get on to introduce our guests. Uh, we'll go over to uh, see Mr. Dominic Hawkin, a.k.a. Mr. Wiggly, who is a uh, maker of fine plugins, as also has his own Sunday live show, which he's uh, been building up an audience. Uh, what, what birthday are you at the, now? What, what's uh, the, the next uh, what's one will be number 50, when allegedly you promised to be on there. But that's not for a oh, few that's weeks. Sunday. So you, you don't have oh, to not worry. for a few weeks. That's a, that's a proper 50th, though. It's a proper birthday. So it'd be, it'd be great if you happen to be on there. It's about four or five weeks away. So there, there won't actually be one this Sunday. I'm going to a really good friend's birthday party. Uh, but the Sunday after, we're kicking off again. So that's good. So, yeah, you've got, you got to get Super Booth out of the way and all the rest of it. And then, uh, then we'll have a, a, a show in your honour. Which will be cool. But well, apart from that, no, the plugin's going well. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I just had a holiday, which is why I haven't been around for the last two or three weeks, which was so splendid. Jealous. Really, well, really a super move is kind of my holiday, I suppose, uh, which I'm looking forward to tremendously. I hope the weather's going to be good. Obviously, next week is super booth. Uh, for those who wonder, next Wednesday we arrive. I am going to be doing a live stream there. We're going to be doing a live stream every day. So I'm not quite sure how long they're going to be or exactly what's going to be contained in them. But that's the plan. And I want to say thanks. So actually Soma, uh, Soma Labs for uh, supporting that one. They're the sponsors of that particular live stream. But yeah, we're going to be doing that. So stay tuned. And I think uh, we may see Dom, we may not. Who knows? I think he's going to be there. So uh, that'll be quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. So if you happen to be there, look me up. I can't wait to meet you. There's loads of people that hopefully I might might be around that I've only ever met through chat and stuff before. So please feel free to run up and uh, accost me at any time. Inevitably, that is what's going to happen. And also, we have Mr. Gaz Williams, or should I say, Dr. Teeth? I don't know. Just say I, you're not Dr. Teeth, but <laughs> I just like the fact that you're wearing a Dr. Teeth T-shirt that, with the colour, is sort of yeah. matching the bottom of your Mac screen over in the background as well. Oh, it looks great. Yeah, nice. Yes, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. That's what the band. That's what the band from the Muppets was called, the Electric Mayhem. Uh, nice. And there's the gang there, uh, but Floyd. Base man, he's my man. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice to be here, Nick. Uh, so, Super Booth, um, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make it for a for just the first day, really. But um, the day before, though, in the evening, I am going to do my show from Super Booth. Yes. From so, uh, so stay tuned for that as well. So, hopefully, join in in on a Sonic stream as well. But I'm really excited about Super Booth because as as stuff is starting to come out, it's like whoa. Oh, yes. There are things. There are yeah. there is there are plans afoot and mm. all of those things. So yeah, we're all yeah. hopefully gonna try and get together and uh have yeah. a little bit of um yeah, jolly or something or other anyway. So uh yes, well I, I suppose we should perhaps move on to some actual thought I... of topics because there's th oh no, sorry, what was that, yeah. guys? I just wanted to just quickly say before, uh, just because I think these things are, are worth uh, mentioning, just because they're on a Kickstarter at the moment from My Vaults, and uh, they just—I uh, <laughs> just had them arrive today, so I was just kind of curious to show them. You've got a thing called the Pots and Pans, and then a thing called the Beat Splitter, and what these things do, um, ostensibly designed 
for the pocket operators. But um, like if you pop one of these into the output of the pocket operator, uh, the pots and pans, it gives you a mute switch, but it also gives you a toggleable control for this top one, which will swap it between uh, being a pan or a volume control. So that's kind of nifty. And then the yeah, other one, the... Um, beat splitter, uh, will has got two outputs on, so you can put it in and then you can tap out either stereo or the left channel or the right channel from either of these independent outputs, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but if you haven't got a pocket operator, what is also kind of cool, I thought, was um, and my vaults also make this really cheap uh, little passive mixer called the Mixer. And um, the mixer, they fit onto the mixer as well. So, for instance, you could uh, you could put you could put uh, you could put one on the input, and then you know if you had multiple ones, you know you could turn your mixer into various. Again, it's just ah, passive. Yeah. Um, mm. they, just they click useful utility, well. yeah, like adapters that are very useful. Nice, yeah. so that's on this Kickstarter yeah. by the looks of things. But yeah, you know, I've moaned a lot about mini jacks over the years, and in part that's because it just accommodating mini jacks into your system is always frustrating. But these things go some way to uh, making that mini jack world, you know, a lot more kind of dealable with really. Um, and it, they're just a lot more sturdy. They look at, they look quite sort of, you know, DIY, but they're actually really quite sturdy. So just wanted to mention that because they came today and I love my vaults. They seem to be uh, really focused on trying to fix little, little niggly yeah. issues, but, you know. Thanks, Absolutely. Thanks for that, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, that, I, I, yeah, that, I do like this. In fact, we use one of their rip cords to power our router at, because um, when we do a trade show, we're trying to basically have everything powered from a single USB multi-power. So it all comes from USB and it needs to be, rather than take loads of adapters um, for power, we just try, we've got a big power block that's got like seven outputs and we just plug everything into that, including my volts, up, up volters and all of that kind of thing. So really, really useful stuff. Uh, anyway, well, let's uh, let's have a look. What's our what's our first topic? I think it's a it's a new synth, so maybe we should check that out. Nice to see new synths in the world. I, I'm a bit disappointed that, I mean, while it, uh, well, it has got uh, MPE and four-part uh, and an interesting voice count, seven voice, which is kind of curious. Getting a little bit over four-pole ladder filters, though, I would like to see some different mode filters. So I, I'm just curious as to what people think about this because desktop synths definitely are a thing, and lots of people actually don't want and don't want any more keyboards. I don't know if you're one of those people, Dom. Totally. Totally, absolutely. And I do like desktop synths in general over plugins because of the, the tactileness and the wonderfulness. I mean, this sounds great. Seven voices as well. I wonder why. I mean, it's, it makes it stick out. It's not six and it's not eight. It's at the $1,500 price point. So maybe they reduced one voice to keep it within there. I mean, it's, it's good though, because I can, I now have my, you know, three fingers left or two fingers in the left hand, four fingers in the right. And I've got a spare finger, you know, to, to, for the notes to kind of carry over a little bit. So great. And it sounds, it sounds good. It sounds on the demo kind of Oberheim. It's got that bright, brash cut through Oberheimy sound which is which is great and obviously everyone loves everyone's favorite synth still seems to be like you know the the ob6 and that kind of thing and it doesn't sound exactly like that it's not like a copy or anything it just sounds good so it's it's refreshing it's also refreshing to see something that is in the shops available do you know or at least available to buy rather than a, you know, launching sometime next next year or a kickstarter or something like that so um 
new manufacturer, right? I think so, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, really nice, really nice. What can I say? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, and it's um, it's the right price to me. I mean, clearly, not everyone can afford to, to throw that kind of money around. It's it's a it's a decent investment, but what looks like a very decent product. So I'm, I'm excited by that. So it's, it's a refreshing, nice thing to see for me. Yeah, I would say so. I, I'm just going to try and remove something from my voice and see if that affects. Does this it change anything? Has that made it? it was. So it was totally Sorry. blitzed when you were chatting Dur over the yeah um, during the, the video. You can hear. About now, if there's, weird, if there's any other audio going, it basically takes you out and you just turn into mush. So there's like, it's something to do sample. with noise cancelling, I think. Sample rate bit, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, sorry about this, everybody. Um, okay. Well, we'll we'll try and get it. Gaz, what do you think? Well, I was going to say it might be quite good, Nick, if you were just to sort of go over some of the key points that you said during the video playback because we could. Ah, okay. You. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yes. I, I mean, it's seven voice, seven voice, uh, seven voices, uh, full analog path, four port, four part multi timbral MPE, which is built yeah. in, so you don't have to kind of. That's always a plus. Uh, built in yeah. effects. I think we've got uh, chorus and delay, so not like masses. Uh, two VCOs with subs, four pole ladder filter. I hope it's got bass compensation, uh, but it actually seems kind of reasonably mm -hmm. reasonable and can be ordered. That's the sort of main thing. So, yeah, there. Yeah. Hopefully that was audible. That was great. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, really nice. This synth is sort of like, you know, it ticks so many boxes, doesn't it? That, that you know, in terms of, um, well, I think the layout for a start, but in, just in terms of uh, what you would really want in a pol in a modern polysynth, and especially that MPE compatibility. And I was thinking just how excellent that would be partnered with a, a Roger Lin, a Linstrument. I think that those two together would be a, just a beautiful setup. Because uh, with the Linstrument, you could really make use of the different, um, the multi-tumbral sort of aspect of it, you know, by dividing parts of the Linstrument up to control different bits of it as well. And I think just the size of it together, those two would just be, uh, would be killer. That was the, my, that was my instant sort of thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a well. There's a lot more in the market now, isn't there? You know, in terms of polysynths, we had uh, it, quite a long time where we weren't really getting many new polys, let alone al analog polys. So uh, the more, the merrier in that in that respect. But um, yeah, it's kind of curious. Do they say this is the first polysynth ever to come from Argentina? Um, I don't think they have to. I'm pretty sure that must be the case because uh, I can't think of anything else. I mean, there is uh, yeah. um, the, the one thing it also mentions, which I didn't mention in the bullet points, is they've got this kind of uh, high specification auto tuning and auto calibration. Because I think, I mean, I was talking about this yesterday. I was on the Office Hours Global uh, Synth Show yesterday, and. Uh, one of the things came up was about calibration. And I can't. There aren't many manufacturers who manage to get. Um, that right you know and, right. and consistently right it's, it's often an issue keeping mm. analog polysynths in tune is quite often yeah. a problem so you know maybe this is this has got something different going i on. think i think my only the only thing as, as i'm looking at it you know i it, i do prefer envelopes as sliders just because they look how they should uh that would be my only my only sort of grumble but um you know, otherwise it's it's very well. It's just very well, kind of uh, everything. You know, the, what's that? You got um, three LFOs and uh, obviously three oscillators. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's just very comprehensive. Yeah, I think it looks really nice. Very drool worthy. Yeah. It does. Oh, understood. Oh, it's cookies and cookies and cookies. Yeah. So there we go. That's the sort of <laughs> the front panel of it. I think there's. Uh, that's quite small, isn't it? There we go, around the back. I can't see how that's got multiple outputs. But anyway, okay, well, uh, I mean, it's there. So, uh, But uh, let's let's just have a little interjection from our friends over at uh, Baby Audio because uh, I have uh, them as they're, well, they're a relatively new sponsor, so it'd be nice to uh, get them in. Right, okay, let me just press my button. Okay. Baby Audio are major creative effects plugins designed to add colour and depth to mixes. Uh, they won Plugin of the Year 2021 in Future Music and Computer Music Magazine and were nominated for a Sound Slam Awards two years in a row. Uh, 
Choice move operator, for instance, is a resonance suppression, equalization and compression plug-in hybrid that automatically eliminates resonances and muddiness. Allows you to shape your track's tonal response while the plug-in automatically eliminates resonances in the background. Get 15% off when checking out with the code ST15. And once again, we thank them very much for their support. I hope I, when I turned the music, I was very conscious that actually the music might have been making my voice go weird and it wouldn't have heard any of that. I hope it was not, so I turned it down. Anyway, yeah, I want to say thanks very much to them. Well, much appreciated. OK, let's see what's next in the list. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. I, I haven't actually got anything to play. Oh, yes, I, uh, I have got something to play for this, so I'm going to do that. So let's just go. This is something that was nominated for the uh, Midi Innovation Awards in the hardware category. That's a great video. I mean, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Basically, a full 88-key keybed that you snap together uh, with magnets. And, you know, the, the video goes on to basically end up with him playing the last octave, and then that gets put in the bag, and there's his piano. Um, it does say in the, uh, uh, I think, in the MIDI Awards, uh, let's have a look, I think in, in the hardware ones, that, that is available. But I went to their website, this is it here, and I couldn't actually find, oh, that's not it there. Uh, that's the Piano Voyage, it's the pocket piano I was looking at. Um, but I couldn't find a, a price or any availability for it. But uh, just the whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the MIDI Awards. I think one of the things that came up, uh, if we look here, I think something we looked at last week, which was one of the plugins, which was uh, Fluid Chords, which was the MPE kind of plugin that allowed different sort of pitch and mod rates to go between preset chords, which is kind of cool. I don't know if anyone had a chance to peruse some of the categories and see anything, Gaz. I mean, it's interesting to see. They've obviously got somebody new in PR up there, at the media organization because yeah. it's dry as you like usually and this is actually quite interesting yeah and so now i'm getting used to the uh, the new midi logo as well um so yeah i mean interesting um a hundred entrants so uh so they're going uh the vote then is what from the may may 1st to the may 14th um so you select three entries so i think everybody should head over there and have a look at this because this i mean the thing that surprised me about it was the amount of stuff that i haven't come across before so uh i mean there are a bunch of things that everyone will be familiar with but um yeah interesting but uh i'm definitely going to be uh I'm definitely going to be sort of pouring over this to try and, uh, well, certainly support the MIDI association because I think with um, MIDI 2.0 and and various things they've been doing recently, anything well, that's kind of, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, but to look for things that are supporting that. So uh, I'm not sure if there's a way of filtering the information to um, to see that. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this I, is don't think, I don't think there is. To be honest, I think you just got to kind of uh, suck it. But you can vote, I and mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? That's that's the yeah. key thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the headphone mix always interested in things that can help with headphone mixes. Headphone mix four that looks quite cool. Um, I'd like to try that out. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's yeah, there's just tons of stuff on there, isn't there? Um, but is this? This is an ongoing. We've had this before, haven't we? The uh, these these awards, but it just feels just a uh, like maybe it's to do with what's happened over the last few years. There's been an explosion of interest in software. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe so. Well, I mean, I think they do need to promote that because of MIDI 2.0, which is, you know, finally, I think we, they signed the spec off maybe two or three years ago, but we haven't actually seen an awful lot of hard or software that's going MIDI 2.0 enabled. You know, we're not seeing a, a much of that yet. I, I know, Dom, you're more of the sort of in the development land. Um, uh, are you getting spammed by um, by, by people trying to flog you MIDI 2.0 libraries for your application? No, uh, no, no, no. But then, you know, perhaps people are a little bit more laid back in that world. I mean, I definitely the the promotional department in, in, in the MIDI uh, association are, are up and running. I, I wasn't too much aware of it before. I mean, MIDI's a standard. There is this MIDI org 
written at the top of all the specs, but as a as an entity, they've never been really particularly above my my radar. I only only come across their website if I'm trying to look up the spec of something. Um, and this is great. I wasn't aware of these awards at all. It's all on MIDI.org. If you if you fancy a look, and there are exactly what Gaz says. There's a load of stuff in here that I've never heard of before. That's really intuitive. You know, bouncing ball MIDI devices. There's a thing for kids which um, you can. I think it's called Count Me In, where you can be part of the audience in shows and that kind of stuff. And at the bottom, it says they've, they've made this kind of prototyping kit, which is just, you know, the usual thing if you were buying like um, almost like a teensy starter kit or something, you know, with, with solder points and plug-in points. And it's a, it's a 2.0 uh, kind of prototyping kit that they're sending out to all the developers and members of the MIDI Association, obviously as, obviously as a kind of prototyping bed to come up with some some really good stuff. So that that that's what it, I think someone's probably sat down and said, "Oh, guys, exactly what you've just said. You know, MIDI 2.0 has been around for a while. Are we sure everyone understands what it is, what it's doing, mm. and and more to the point that, that we're the guys behind it. You know, we can we can support and push this thing. And this is this is kind of leapt up. It's fascinating. So I, I heartily. Uh, endorse everyone to go and, and have a have a look there's this fluid chords generator at the top for yeah, these we pitch generations yeah oh, it's got a really good demo. Yeah, it, was, cool. it was a really good it's a really a brilliant demo essentially what you mm. what just to recap what it does is you program the the chords on these steps and then mpe will pitch bend all the notes to the next chord from the previous chord so it's sort of like and you can check the rate i think the mod will changes the rate it's really cool yeah. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's suddenly, it's a really exciting kind of um, platform of, of unique stuff. And, I mean, obviously, we need to vote on this stuff as well. So to try and try and raise the profile of some of these people, it's a great way of getting involved and seeing what the media organisation, association rather, uh, does. Really good. Really, really good thing. So just yeah. just to sort of add as an aside, well, I wonder what holding MIDI 2.0 up. Do you think it's the fact, because obviously there's so much hardware out there with legacy uh, MIDI 1.0 or whatever i mean do you think that's holding it back in a way because i mean when it started there was nothing there so i suppose it, but it's, it's kind of must be very frustrating for them guys i saw yeah. you nodding well i'm just curious if uh super booth will have any midi 2.0 on display i think that's something that we that would be quite cool to see if we can find if anyone has got something two point midi 2.0 to show uh I'm definitely going to be on the snoop for that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's probably a bit of chicken and egg, or you know, it's one of these things, isn't it? It's uh, until it's um, until it's more widely used, probably manufacturers are going to be hesitant to delve into deep. But oh my goodness, the promise of MIDI 2.0 though just is still so exciting to me. Um, yeah, curious. Uh, I mean, what are the development? Have you looked at the development tools, Dom? Is it is it accessible? It, I think there's some issues on the, the Windows side if you're doing software, because theoretically, I can imagine my hardware might be a little bit behind. But on the Windows side, there are some limitations. But no, you see, it's not. I'm more on the effects side, but it's not really been on my radar. I don't think that's probably true for a lot of people. Whereas, you know, if it becomes a little bit more plug and play, um, you know, it's like it, it's it's a new thing when a keyboard comes around supporting MP, like like you know the the, the hydrosynth or something. We had a, a big buzz because of the support for that, and I think naturally stuff follows after that. Yeah. Um, but it is strange; it hasn't. I, I think this is what's going on with this with with the media association. It's like we need to raise that profile and make sure people think of it as a natural thing rather than a, than as an add-on, and make it easy for them to actually kind of use this stuff. And that would tend to be hardware-led because you need that hardware. Well, I, you say that, but I think I, 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 it's gone by now. But uh, in the chat, uh, I think it was Steve Asselman said that uh, uh, basically that Windows support on the software driver side is the thing that's holding it back. So it really needs to be supported at an OS level on the major platforms so that when it is talking, it's in that language, everything can just understand it in a kind of uh, class compliant without any fancy extra business going on. So maybe that's an issue as well, because I mean, it's very hard to make uh, you know major OSs kind of consider uh, us poultry musicians I, there was a couple of things in the um, in the midi hardware uh, category which were interesting there's the uh, uh, which is breaking out of traditional midi i mean we use midi to do all sorts of things here but there's a ptz camera which is uh, i buy i uh, 
Optic, PTZ Optics, I think it is. And they've just added MIDI 2.0 control, native control to that hardware. So you can control a PTZ camera, which is like a little robotic camera with, which has got a gimbal on it and, a, and you can zoom and move it around. So things like that, you know, it, it, once, as you said, Dom, when there's a sort of uh, maybe a flagship piece of hardware, I don't know, let's say Hydrosynth hadn't come out yet and it was going to come out and they went, here's Hydrosynth, it's got all this stuff and it's MIDI 2.0 compliant, then that would move things on a pace. But there's obviously yeah. nobody... It, it yeah. sort of feels like, you know, it needs a bit of a, a, a developer adventurism, you know, because obviously you put all that work in and then people plug, take it out and plug it into their Windows PC that hasn't got MIDI 2.0 support. And they're going, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. 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 We've had it's it so easy for so long. So I'm just going to yeah. say, we've had it so exactly. easy for so long as well. I mean, and as a control sort of surface implementation from what you say, you know, it, it's perfect. You know, you you can use MIDI control pads, control, like OBS, for example, absolutely anything, point, point and zoom cameras, absolutely. It's just superb. And you can obviously move it on with OSC and stuff to do more in-depth stuff. But it's you don't get MIDI, MIDI 2.0 as a standard kind of, now select which bits of MIDI 2.0 you want to include in this piece of software induced kind of, kind of thing, you know which would make it much, much easier. And then you just get a message that you have to process or not when MIDI 2.0 happens, which is what you do at the moment with MIDI. So, yeah, I, th I think it needs to be kicked on a bit. They're obviously aiming at the hardware guys with this prototyping kit with a view to then your software is going to have to support this, otherwise you're missing a trick, whereas at the moment your software supporting it is a bonus, you know, and that's clearly not yeah. the best state to be in. Agreed, agreed, yeah. Sorry, Gats, you, you inhaled. Uh, the noise machine, what's it called? The NMSVE thing is quite funny. It's like a, it's a really small MIDI uh, Bluetooth MIDI controller with some buttons, a knob, and a uh, and a slide. Is that in hardware? Hardware, yeah. Um, just sort of a, you know, just looks quite, you know, it's a really tiny little pocket thing. Um, what's it called? NV NMSVE. Uh, noise machine straight vibing edition it stands for <laughs> um, oh, that's not it yeah it's just sort of it's just i've not seen anything quite like it as a tiny little uh bluetooth controller i'm apart from going to berlin next week i'm also going on tour i'm getting flying back from super booth go straight on tour and uh i'm always struggling to squeeze in all the kind of music tech I want to take with me. So, um, you know, often kind of just think, oh, you know, iPhones and iPads or whatever are just so fantastic with the, the software. So, but yeah, that tangible physical hands-on control is always kind of good. So yeah, this little thing looks quite, it looks quite nifty. Uh, you didn't find that. Shall I send you a link to it? Uh, I'm just sort of trying to see if I can. Oh, it's good to see the, uh, the nano boxes there. Yeah. Innovative hardware. That was good. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the, MR, the noise straight machine vibing edition. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so just um, you know, yeah, it's it's just simple little device really, but tiny little thing. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well. Um, anyway, I suppose that's uh, it, it's worth perusing because there's just a lot of really interesting stuff there for sure. Um, uh, what should we do next? Uh, well, actually, I'm going to go here. Uh, what, uh, what's the time? 29. Yeah, okay. So uh, let's try this one. Um, I don't think my links are working. I think I might have messed up. My, we were talking about YouTube authorization before the show, and I think I've broken mine. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not working anymore. Okay, well, anyway, let's... Uh, so this is bit three. Let's go bring Paul Stretch back in. So yeah, this is Paul Stretch that was, uh, I, I did a Friday Fun Jam with the Crotus Audio, uh, I forgot what, the, what it's called, but it, it kind of broke, the latest version of the operating system broke it, but now you can actually get uh, Paul Stretch is back, Paul's, Paul X Stretch, uh, it's available, it's been sort of rejigged, it's multi-platform, it works, it's free at the moment, uh, it works on M1, AVST, Mac, Windows, Linux, iOS, and I think it does work on Android, if I, I thought it said that. 
Pull Stretch is a really cool a bit of software actually. It's like a big recording buffer, but you can. It's got all these kind of like shimmer taps and stuff so you can take the grains and uh, and transpose them and create some really beautiful things and i just thought yummy i'm glad it's back and that's got really I, I i did a load of midi control with that and it really made it very performative i don't know if you ever have you ever tried pull stretch dom oh i haven't and uh, i started off down the rabbit hole just before we went live so it's it's new to me but it looks great um, it's a great name as well. Is it by Paul Stretch by any chance? I mean, his name should be Paul Stretch. Um, no, it's well, actually, no, this is by uh, the people who made Thumb Jam. Sonosaurus have, have done it. Um, so, oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, so really good. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to, to to check it out, but it it looks pretty, it looks really easy to use. Um, and yeah, no, clearly it's uh, it's it's a good thing. I think it's M1 compatible now, isn't it? I think it's that. I think so. Yeah, I need to check. And iOS, yeah, really good. Yeah, and iOS, yeah, Gaz. I think you'd like. Mm. If only you could put it. If you, that would be something I would recommend for your live uh, stuff. Just be able to mess with that and maybe run it on an iPad or an iPhone, because the yeah. stuff you could do with it is beautiful, especially for modular. Create these huge textures and whatnot. Thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, uh, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, these things they just kind of find beauty within any kind of sound. I remember years ago stretching a snare drum for i don't know six or seven minutes or something and uh um and then it taking on kind of cello like sort of tones and just it's just amazing what you can find within there so um so this having a nice update i might actually i'm just looking on if you want it for ios it's uh, you can only do it through if you have test flight installed so it's uh like a, that ah. allows you to put uh, beta software in or beta software um and i'm just i've just done it now i've just got it on my ipad in front of me and i am gonna dive in after the show yeah really cool and just try putting as i say putting all sorts of stuff through it and just finding music in the most unlikely places well uh, i think i think it first came to my attention we we had it as a, i think and i seem to remember the uh um the, the show title because somebody stretched justin bieber down by 800 <laughs> percent or not down but 800 you know short but lengthened it by 800 percent, and it, it created this amazing harmonic sort of beautiful harmonic thing that just didn't sound i mean obviously it wouldn't have sounded anything like so it's, it's kind of like it, it time stretch is where you're basically stretching the sample out so much but not changing the pitch and you just pull out all these kind of grains and harmonics it's a really if you've not used granular synthesis before it's maybe a good way to get in and go oh i see maybe that's you know it, it's a it's a good enabler maybe a good starting point for for some of you if you're interested definitely well worth uh, checking out and it's free i think you can donate but uh, right now, it's not going to cost you anything, as far as I can tell. I just realised it's um, it's full source code available. It's open source, which is something I didn't realise. So it's a full Juice-based uh, cross-platform thing. So if you're into getting into, you know, coding this kind of stuff, that is a fabulous thing to look at to get your head around how to start it i mean obviously it's quite a complex project but coming out the other end is a fully cross-platform thing with a sampler with time stretching involved um and it will compile on your mac you know you can just go and download for free all the software and you can watch how this thing is actually made which is superb um yeah i was just going to say the wonderful morphogene the the, the the modular morphogene is where i first found kind of stretching like that where you can do it just by turning a knob down to zero so you can you could put justin in there and just turn him right down to the bottom so it's very very slow but it is amazing and it's a great way of losing half a day <laughs> if you just mm -hmm. get in there well everything, take, everything <laughs> takes so much yeah. longer imagine if you take a pot, three minute pot song and, and stretch it and, and make it 800 times uh, eight times longer or 800 <laughs> times longer then it's gonna be it's gonna take much longer to get to the fade out isn't it totally <laughs> It's also nice just to give a shout out about Thumb Jam again, though, because when yeah. Thumb Jam was one of the very first iOS apps that was that was kind of useful, you know, really useful and musically useful, and developed quite a lot in a quite a short period of time, and is still an ongoing thing. It's not one of these apps that's been abandoned, and uh, you know, so if you are an iOS user, it's it's just worth it because it's so old now; it's vintage iOS. Uh, it still is like uh, 
it's a little crude the interface in in a way, but it's absolutely the power and the creative potential of it is still absolutely yeah. huge. So it's really nice. To I remember when we did the when we did the iOS show that you brought in and you were raving about, it. and it was great fun, wasn't it? They really kind of thought about a, a kind of new interface uh, yeah. ideas. Yeah, you know the way that you can kind of stretch and. St- change the kind of playing surface for you know a multi-touch uh idiom it's still kind of hasn't really been beaten yet i think it's still it's still kind of the the the, the best for that i think had, you know. had an onboard sound source didn't it, it wasn't just a controller yeah, yeah. you could use it in oh, no, no, yeah you yeah. could put sound, you know it's samples in there and it was a really good sound and sample engine in there um you know you can do a lovely polyphonic sort of uh, chords and and uh, you can split it and they can have multiple sound engines at the same time and there's an absolute bounty of stuff it can do Uh, and yes it's amazing in fact I'm just uh, I've just had a little look at it again to make sure it still opens and plays back I don't think there's been an update for a while but it still works fine on the latest uh, the latest iOS Um, but yeah, worth definitely worth worth looking at because it's yeah, and you can use it as a Bluetooth MIDI controller as well. Um, par excellence, actually, I should mention. I'm just looking to see whether or not it's uh, where it's been updated uh, because isn't there some talk of uh, the iOS store basically dropping stuff that hasn't been updated yeah. for a really long time, three which is years, quite scary. Yeah, if it's three years, that's a really short time. Yeah, quite a lot of but Apple I mean, apps haven't been updated for three years. So maybe yeah. that'll be a problem. Ban themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Eh? I'm just looking yeah. to see. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say when it was updated. Oh, yeah. Well, Might be too busy on on pull stretch. Yeah, they also do that drum jam as well, which again is a really interesting, unique iOS app that's unlike anything I've ever seen. But what's really nice about uh, drum jam is it's it's quite educational about all different kinds of global percussion styles. Unless you like, uh, it's got uh, like a built-in encyclopedia about the instruments as well, so you can really, um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful app. So, yeah. Sonosaurus, really excellent developers, definitely. Ooh, really cool. Yeah, once again, apologise for my audio. Um, there's lots of comments about that. I, I really don't know what's going on because I'm only hearing my local copy of it. So uh, I do apologise. I hope it's audible, um, but it won't be like that next time, I promise. Or at least I certainly hope not. <laughs> Good grief, that would be terrible. Um, right, uh, well, probably time for a word from our friends over at Isotope, I think, uh, because uh, they are... Um, I think Paul... Prince Charles Alexander has a word uh, he'd like to mention. Isotope Producers Club is a -a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And while you're there, uh, check over, go to isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk because... that will actually oh it doesn't seem to be working <laughs> never mind uh if you got yeah and use the code uh sonic 10 to claim your 10 percent off any purchase but there's a special landing page that uh, i thought when i pressed that button it would show up but i'm afraid it doesn't anyway th- we thank them for their support of the show continue very long time supporter we've had a long relationship with them and they're great people over there uh thank you to uh um, the chatties looks like we've got a couple of uh, super chats dj puzzle hey jason nice to see you since we made 
not be at winter now. I'm buying you a margarita. Thank you, mate. Um, and I missed the other one. I guess that might have been Wagyu because he's often very generous when it comes to it. Uh, so thanks for the uh, the donations. Uh, right, what's next? Let's see. Um, um, uh, well, we did Paul Stretch. Let's go to, uh, yeah, Tim Shoebridge. He's, he's on fire. Seems to be doing so, so many things at the moment. Let's talk about polychaining. Polychaining is a way of taking two or more synthesizers and in some way linking them together so that you can play them as one. Now, not many synthesizers support polychaining, and when they do, it's a very individual thing. There are no standards. You can't just take two synthesizers and polychain them together. I mean, why can't we? Why can't we take any synthesizers we like and polychain them together? Well, the answer is now you can because uh, uh, Tim uh, Tim has created Polychain DIY, which is essentially uh, a router for uh, joining multiple. You, I guess it's a plugin that you run, uh, and it's just a really. It, it's not true Polychain in the form that it, all the parameters. Because in true Polychain, what happens? You change patches on one. They generally have to be the same synth. Well, they would have to be the same synthesizer, and you put them in Polychain mode because it dumps the sort of edit buffer to the next one, and then every time you change something, they all change at the same time this is just allows you to easily make a kind of polychain from a load of disparate synths but he had a really cool thing i think it's down here um let me just see if I can find it a, a bit further down there, there was uh he did something whereby uh is there a picture of it i forget oh no there isn't but he had uh yeah there's a polychain diy controller which what you could do there is you can create faders uh for sort of common uh things and then map those to the same on all the different synths even if there's it's just it's tim seems to be coming up with all these sort of quite elegant oh that's so obvious why didn't i think of that kind of plugin and i think you can get it for 39 bucks you know yeah great idea um again uh dom you know that he's he's actually out outperforming you in the release state yeah he's he's well, uh, you know, so, the I thing mean, is he actually he actually does something do you know what i mean he makes stuff and then he puts it out i just just i did it once and then i've just been <laughs> not putting it out since then you know but but i tell you what is brilliant is the 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 user interface on these things because it's complicated stuff and it just it his his layout to me is brilliant. You know, it's it's easy to see what's going on. And and obviously the last thing he did was another MIDI oriented thing. So he's written this really nice hardcore solid MIDI engine sitting inside it. And then he's gone and looked at it and gone, Do you know what I could do with that? Yeah, this would be really useful. Um, but he's built it in such a way that it's it's just logically laid out it's simple it doesn't have all these crazy graphics going on it's ex exactly kind of what you want to see and and really useful if you've got a bunch of synths oh i mean it works with vsts as well you know so basically you can you can change them all chain them all up and then choose which notes or which sections of the keyboard or whatever uh influence different things i'm not sure if you can do that in something like uh, main stage or whatever i think possibly you can do something similar but um you know as a live performance thing or to layer up stuff or to just you know play around you know you could drop it in with with modular stuff anything you want it's really nice and yeah he's he you he, took the words out of my mouth it's like god why, why isn't there something that already does that you know um but it doesn't it's not just a kind of geeky thing it's laid out in such a brilliant way that you know you just can't knock this stuff. I'm really excited to see what comes out next. And it definitely is burning me into actually releasing another plugin. I've been testing my latest plugin out, actually out on your voice for the show so far. It seems to be working pretty well. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I, 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 thanks for that, Dom. Uh, we're just joking, kids. Uh, uh, thanks very much, by the way, to uh, uh, Robarth Melted Cheese for a bit of a super chat star. And also we got Wagyu uh, character. This It doesn't show the sticker. It just shows the description of the sticker. <laughs> which is kind of i guess that's just the way it goes i mean i haven't got that far yet anyway but it looks kind of cool i don't know uh, gaz and um, some of these things i mean it's almost like a a, a Eurac module isn't it that kind of would because we have uh midi controllers and polyphonic controllers yeah. that, that work uh, Eurac, and i guess that they would do similar or some similar features to this but this is just a cool widget well, I mean, it would be fantastic if there was a way of porting this across into some sort of, you know, into a Raspberry Pi or, you know, making some kind of hardware 
version of this if there was any way to do that i, th I think that would be i wonder if retro kits do it already maybe because they did those things which are ah. basically little chips built into midi cables that are powered by the midi bus so maybe right that's right i mean yeah because that yeah those um retro kits have done lots of things like that that have enabled polychaining uh they did that didn't they with the uh the digitact a long time ago making the digitact a uh essentially a poly polyphonic can turn it into polyphonic synth um but yeah i mean um my interest at the moment is so far away from uh software so i'm sort of a little bit not exactly the right in the right um market for this but if it was hardware like a little hardware box then I would really enjoy mm. that cause lots of different mono synths around and sort of creating a big poly monster with them all, I think would be really, really good fun. So, um, but I mean, Tim's really good though, isn't he? Cause he's a, you know, he's a musician as well. So that idea of a musician and much like, you know, Tom as well, but you know, being a developer coming from a music, a musician's perspective is always really, really cool. So big thumbs up that he's doing that indeed, you know, um, but yeah, let's get a hardware version of it and then I'll, I'll be into it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rich Hilton in the chat things. says Blue Cat. Yeah, Blue Cat Audio says uh, Rich. Rich Hilton said that Blue Cat Audio uh, does it. I'm just trying to find it. it's gone past. There's so much chat. It's kind of it's great, but uh, I, I missed it. Sorry, no, Dom. <laughs> I was just going to say Steve Elbows is on fire in the chat as well. He's saying he's using Voltage Module Designer from Cherry Audio, which is a Java-based web development kit. So it's another thing like Juice to code this stuff in. Um, and there's no reason why you couldn't put this into a Pi or a Teensy or anything like that. It would be a relatively easy thing to do. But just a, a question for Gaz is what what would it look like? Would you have to? Would you be happy to plug a laptop in with that to actually configure it, or would you want lots of knobs and buttons all over the top to yeah, make it point. work for you as a hardware thing? Hmm. Well, you can get. I don't expect you to have all the answers. Well, you can get those little screens for a Pi, can't you? You know, you can get yeah, like a little Pi yeah, yeah. with a screen you'd, on it. You kind it. of want it to be something that you were tactile with, yeah. If it was a hardware yeah. version rather than I something, think so. Yeah. Okay, if it cool. was, if it was one of those Pies with a little, with one of those little tiny touch screens on there, and then mm -hmm. go in connecting clearly to some sort of um, MIDI uh, box. So, I mean. It would, mm. yeah. So it starts. To get Which I mean, more. would you, would you, like, would you really want to be programming kind of complex splits and layers and uh, note things on a tiny little screen, or would you, would it make more sense to load presets into a module that you would then use performatively? Because while you're composing, you would set it up the way you want, and then you'd store that and you would recall it. I, I would venture. I think trying to make it into a tiny little thing because you don't want it to be what. 12 hp to get all the control no, exactly. you'd want it to be like this big with kind of net you know a button oh, you're, patch talking about it in, you're talking about it in eurorack then are you nick oh yeah I, I, well I, I was maybe that's oh, i was Dom thinking was of it as like a little standalone little you know pie type thing with a touch screen either's doable but it's obviously much easier to do it without all the knobs and stuff on it and just mm -hmm. well there is there is there is the Separio by uh, the Italian company. I did. Uh, I've, I've got yeah. one somewhere. It's a little touchscreen thing, and that that had uh, two or three MIDI ports plus USB ports, and they did a pro version which had more, and you would just be able to create splits and layers and routings, you know, so, and and split things by velocity, set certain control. I don't know if it would do poly chaining kind of things because it would need to know how to you know you need i suppose it wouldn't be that hard to kind of go next note in send it to the next one and then when you get to the the number massive the ones you've got patched send it back to the first one i suppose that wouldn't be difficult logically to to code but that's me saying it and not doing it <laughs> <laughs> no, no i mean i was just interested because those kind of things uh, all that stuff can be ported into pies quite reasonably now but usually the challenge is you know the the interface side of things which is done so beautifully on this and there might be i i, I think the latter that you described nick which is you know i've, I've developed 10 of these now i want to dump it into this box and have a you know 10 10 presets if you like could be really useful but uh yeah yeah well, you could, well we'll see so it's a lovely you, thing anyway. you could use use tim's uh software to dump to as the editor maybe even that exactly make, exactly makes exactly. sense yeah. okay uh well uh, this is the first of our sort of leaks i don't think i've got an nda with polyen so uh, hey i don't really have to worry about it but uh i think uh this was so this is uh, on it was on synth anatomy uh polyend play which is a sort of leaked bit of hardware 
from uh, from Polyand, as we uh, were big fans of their stuff. And it looks like these are some photos that have shown up on a guy's Instagram. They're sort of, there's the tracker on the left and the play on the right, which is more of a sequencer, uh, which has got uh, 8x20 pads, 15 encoder, uh, encoders, and then later down there, there, there's a bit more of a close-up of it. And then it seems to be a mixer as well involved in this. So this is our first proper kind of um, uh, bit of leakage, I suppose. Um, oh, leakage. I think I might use that as a... Uh, maybe that's a show title in there somewhere. Uh, guys, I, we, we're fine. I mean, we did. We had a look at the Polyend um, uh, tracker. It's a beautiful. Yeah, you've got that beautiful piece of hardware. If it's if it's anything like that, yummy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Polyend, one of the most exciting companies in music tech, without a shadow of a doubt. They they're ambitious, uh, innovative, and uh, unique. There's no one like them. And I think uh, the thing about the tracker which, as you mentioned, fantastic build quality. When you use the tracker, there's a real satisfying, you know, relation uh, relationship that you have with it that I'm sure is going to carry across to this. Um, and But the thing about the tracker, the tracker being the tracker, is it's always going to be slightly niche. Um, so I'm thinking that there's a quite a logical progression from the tracker i mean what's good about this is it doesn't uh it doesn't contradict the tracker the tracker can coexist quite nicely alongside this um we don't know very much about this or certainly in public we don't know much about this uh but knowing polyend the um the ambition of it will be fantastic so i like to call these devices infinity boxes is something that i've been pushing for a, for a number of years now there's this this idea that a groove box is a little bit too limiting for for uh some devices um but in order to qualify for in, infinity box status there's a bunch of things that it has to do that um that, that sort of takes it away from from uh a device that's sort of funneling you into making dance music um like polymetric, being able to uh, have full-length audio tracks, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, various things. Um, so I think this is going to be. I mean, this is going to be shown at Superbooth, I believe. So I believe I so. Yeah, we've got an, we have an appointment. So, uh... so I think this is going to be one of the things really that you know there's going to be an ex, ex, you know a lot of excitement about. But as but also to be fair to Polyend as well, they've been really good with developing their products with firmware updates uh and yeah. you know and sometimes like when the medusa came out uh initially um it, it, some of the shortcomings of it not only were they addressed with the updates the functionality of it just kept on growing and growing uh, and then there was like a kind of late in the day sort of upgrade of the of medusa which brought in like a, a full fm engine into it so I think it's worth mentioning that regarding Polyend because whatever this turns out to be is probably going to also, you know, develop in its lifetime as well. So I think kudos to them for that kind of approach. And also, you know, innovation has been absolutely key with Polyend. The um, the Perk Pro, the um, the little solenoid sort of drummer th things that they made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic things that you know very brave as well to bring them to market i mean the medusa it still is one of the most unique and unusual since uh that's ever come out as far as i'm as i'm aware uh and a future classic as well mark my words um but uh so yeah so i think let's let's kind of let's see what this is like once the re the full reveal is uh happens you know but um I'm definitely excited about it. And I oh, just I should mention as well, there is a new Polyand uh, tracker update as well. It's just in, in beta at the moment, but uh, introduces a few cool things, including a new delay, a filtered delay. Um, you know, so. Yeah, it's a really innovative. I wouldn't want to be sitting next to somebody on a train who was playing with that because it really is clickety clackety. You know, it's like it's like yeah, it's like playing an old school keyboard, uh, an I've, old quality keyboard. I've used it on a plane. And I've used it on a train as well. And I, I, I try to, I do, I do try to be a little bit softer with my, uh, you know, not getting too, too clicky clacky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, Dom, yeah. have you? Sorry, sorry, Dom, have you, have you had a look at any of the Polyend stuff? I mean, I know that there's, they make such a variety of things. 
Yeah, yeah, the tracker. I've I've been getting more and more into trackers. I love this stuff. I don't own any, um, but yeah, the, the, the build. Quite, I've tried them, um, and they're, they're just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Um, the the obvious analogy here, I think, is with the Deluge, which was one of my very early kind of uh, when I was first getting into YouTube and stuff. One of my first things that, that, that I did some videos on, which have which have just they've got so many views now because. When they came out, they were groundbreaking. There was a number of things that that they did, which were just kind of unique. Things like we're we're not going to limit the number of tracks. You you just put as many as you can in until you know we run out of of processor. Um, and again, as a what's effectively a small boutique company, I guess uh, they were really hot on updates. And and it that slowed down recently although ironically uh the latest version literally came out last week so i think they've been rushing to get that out before superboots and introduces things like um wavetable synthesis and all sorts of crazy stuff so it's a brilliant example of the processes inside these things can just literally be pushed and pushed and pushed um and exactly as as gaz has said you know whatever this thing comes out with i'm sure we will have changed in a year's time but the edge was i think it's fair to say the edge was slightly taken off of, of deluge where the the innovation slowed down a little bit as a result of them being you know a relatively small company um and the box is still amazing and far far ahead but in the meantime obviously the mpc had that great software release and something like this depending on what it does um is is going to be you know it's going to offer a lot of bang for buck i think in that kind of realm so the deluge were, were definitely i would say first through the door with a genuinely kind of uh groundbreaking take on on the groove box idea and it really is an infinity box you can you can you know you can stream from this you can do everything on it um and if this does anything similar with that screen um which is the key differentiator here um i think you know they're really onto something and and clearly the tracker they've learned a lot from the tracker it's a brilliant bit of kit and again guys what's gaz is saying it's always going to be niche you know trackers aren't for everyone they are slightly geeky they they don't think in a particularly they think in a certain musical way which is not necessarily music in the classical sense whereas this looks like it can it can really move over into the mainstream so yeah really excited i, I can't wait to see this one i think it's brilliant that it's actually out, out there it's ready to see and i'd be really interested to see how much of say the deluge functionality it's got or further innovation that it's got so really cool really really cool definitely uh just i did post a little bit of a uh a uh, um a poll there clickety clackety or super booth leakage for the sh two show titles uh so uh, <coughs> fill your boots there if you're on youtube of course eventually we'll be able to do this sort of it be platform agnostic and you won't have to be on youtube to vote but i haven't got around to doing any of that yet there's a lot of things on the list before super booth uh we're going to be heading out there on uh Wednesday morning, we'll be there in the after in the afternoon. We're going to attempt. We'll be setting up. Then we'll do a show, I believe, on Wednesday, five-ish. Then there's the party afterwards. Then we got to go to the hotel and do it. So it's going to be quite full on, and I'm hoping uh, we can all have a lot of fun there. I'm sure we will. Um, so if, as Dom said at the top of the show, if anybody of you lot out there are out there, come and say hi. There'll be loads of us there, lots of Sonic talkers, uh, and and myself and Andy and and various other people. Ed. Uh, so we'll have a, a good team. So um, yes, I suppose it feels like this is this might be a, a, a time to consider the, to the show. But I did I actually had a top tip uh, because I, I I did introduce this a while back, but I didn't actually use it. And I'm just going to throw that up there because. Uh, uh, I really, I, I discovered that this actually came out. We use this at live uh, for our for our show stuff, and it's the go the 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 Rode Go Mic to, or Go Two Wireless Go Two, and it's two two mics and a receiver, really tiny little uh, two point four gigahertz thing loads of really useful stuff in it first thing is each of those, these will record up to seven hours so basically if you cock up the recording or your camera's knackered whatever you've still got the sd card or the card it's it's that fixed storage in there but the other thing is the actual gut the transceiver uh, the receiver rather has a usb audio uh um, usb c and it works as a usb audio so you can just plug it directly into your phone or your laptop and those two mics will come in in charge the only thing it doesn't do which i think would be really awesome Awesome, is if it had a USB audio return so when you were doing it that way you could hear an audio return coming out of the headphones it would be perfect because it would be basically it'd be a two in two out audio interface as well as all the other things it does and I just wanted to 
do a shout out for it because it's so. I know Gaz, you actually just uh, you've ju- you've just, just jumped and, and yeah. got it for your system, right? I've just got one. Yeah, so I've been out testing it over the last uh, last week or so, and um, I, I completely agree. Though, if you did have that USB return, oh, it'd be fantastic. I don't know if that's something that they could add, but. Um, yeah, really good and really good sound quality given that they're really, really tiny, small mics. Um, but I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be sort of roving around Superbooth with, I'm going to see if I can do it with my phone and with one of those. And uh, I just, uh, I've just got the little microphone dish. Um, you can, you can click the, one of the mics into like a, into a little mic handle. Uh, so you'll see me bombing around Superbooth with one of them. Um yeah, but really cool little things. Uh, it's got me thinking as well. If I, I, oh, if it could just, oh, I haven't tried it yet. But if if you can put line level into it and just use it as a little wireless, you can put you can put mics extra. You can put like lav Standing mics mic. into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, you probably need some more stuff for that to to do it. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I know, Dom. I thoroughly recommend them. Honestly, though, I don't know if they how much are they? initial one. Couple hundred uh, quid, I think. So they're not, they're not totally cheap. Yeah, two hundred thirty quid. You get two mics and the receiver for that. And yeah. the batteries last what a few hours? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, the, the recorder will record seven hours, so I don't know how long the yeah, okay. battery would last. Not a great thing. I did the, an absolutely great. I used thing. it for the. I used it for the golf wrap uh, um, rig t- tour I did with Hazel. Oh. And I didn't realise, but the camera I had had this really aggressive noise shaping on the uh, audio input. So it was like... Pff, pff, and it, it made it really unusable. But because I had the recordings on the actual bass units, it was no problem. I just found the spots and dropped the, the wow. raw audio back in and it, it saved the gig, you know. So really wow, good. I think that, that must be next on the, on the Wiggly shopping list. That's, uh, that's <laughs> really, really cool. Uh, if I buy it, you can guarantee the new version with the fold back into your headphones will be out next week. So I'll, 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 yeah. I'll yeah, take one true. for the team. One test I'm going to do, Nick, with mine is uh, because, the, because the two mics record sort of into each one separately you can set whether it records a compressed audio or if it can records uncompressed so you get seven hours of uh, of uncompressed audio or 25 hours of compressed audio really Uh, yeah so you have to enable that in the software editor and the software app that that you can get for it but i'm really kind of curious to set one mic to be compressed and one mic to be uncompressed and then just record the same thing and then load that into a daw and just do a comparison to see if that uh, just how much difference the uh, the compression makes to it i think with speech it's probably not going to be too bad to use that compression algorithm really but um yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, all this, I, I said said the guy whose who speech is really dreadful today because he's got a problem with his audio <laughs> in the face. <laughs> so in my case, you know, maybe it would make a difference, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was just a little tip that I wanted to add in there for because um, I'm going to bring that back. I've got all these ideas that I just keep forgetting to to, to, to carry on. Anyway, uh, Dom, are you, uh, got, you haven't got a show on Sunday? Or have you? No, I'm I'm um, I'm off for a birthday party on Sunday, so any excuse. No, it's a guy I've known for for years and years, all through the days of kind of the, the boy George keyboard playing. So it'll be a little celebrity birthday party, which will be fun, and then back to normal for next week. So, Excellent. which will be fresh back and from Gaz- Super Bowl. And Gaz, are you uh, are you on today? Yeah, I'm going to be on today. I'm going to follow up. Last week, I ended up. I, I just was repatching my uh, modular, and I ended up at the end of the. Th- show just yanking out all the cables uh completely um i've repatched it all now and using of course using the uh handy little cable portals um or cable sausages as i think some in the chat room would like to call you uh but um yeah so i'm gonna show what my live rig i've completed it now i think it's uh i've been tormented this is the thing of modular tormented by one HP, you know, if I could just leave it, but I couldn't leave it. So now it's all jam packed full. Um, and uh, today I had a three HP module come that's kind of finished it. I'm going to try now not to switch out anything out of this now. It's or ever, s- or just, just for the show? Well, until the gigs that I've got, you know, uh, I'm going to try and keep it 
so I can learn it and try it. So incidentally, one of the last modules that I did put in was a Disting Mark IV, and it's currently not doing anything. It's just sitting there waiting in the wings. But of course, a Disting is a, a do-it-all module. That uh, So I just thought, okay, if I, I'm going to put that there, and then if I'm like, whatever it is that I need, then the Disting probably is going to be able to do it but uh yeah i um i have to say and i mean i don't mean to plug these cable portals too much but it's just like when i use the cable it'll all be revealed tonight but the cable portals have just made it all super nice let's see if i can lift this up wow oh yeah uh, uh, Technomatic in the chat room said cable curlers which i think is quite a good idea isn't it? <laughs> so they do look a bit like I have to say, yeah. I watched Gaz's stream and um, Gaz kept, because basically it was just Gaz wasn't really sure what he was doing, taking his thing apart and putting new modules in and chatting and saying, oh, you're probably really bored watching this. And it wasn't, it was brilliant. It was the modular equivalent of an ASMR stream. I could have, I, I said something in the chat, like I could watch this for hours and Gaz thought I was taking the mickey out of him, you know, but actually like, looking, at, looking at Gaz kind of scratching his beard going, oh, there's one you missed. Like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Just yeah. perfect to have on in the background. You should just have a 24 hour camera running. Okay. <laughs> it's highly recommended. Oh, cool. Well, uh, of course, um, it's like gaming, isn't it? You know, that's why gaming is very popular. You just sit and watch people play yeah. games. You know, it's essentially it's a similar similar sort of process, I guess. Well, yeah. Uh, so, um, Gaz Williams, uh, I, I need to change that because it still says GazWilliams.me there, which is your website that hasn't been updated for quite a long time. So yeah, Gaz. Gaz Williams on YouTube is the thing to look for, right? Yeah, probably. That's probably the most active thing. Yeah, I got, it's one of them things. I never did any homework ever when I was a kid, <laughs> you know. And it's, I feel it's the same with updating my website. It's like, oh, exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same sort of, oh, no, you know. Oh. So whereas like live streams are great, you know, just do it and it's done. All, and, all, yeah, all you need to do is put a widget on your website that takes your social feeds and puts that at the top and just so you've got a stream of all your social stuff so there's new content there which is where you presumably do post sometimes yeah but even that sounds like homework <laughs> 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 all right okay well that seems to be it for this week thank you very much for hanging in with me uh, i'm sorry about the audio quality it does look rather like uh clickety clackety has won the show title so that's what it's going to be tonight thanks for voting everybody uh, but that's it for this week uh, dom and um, see you uh well next thank week you. in berlin i don't often get to say yeah, that, looking do forward to it thanks so much for having me what a great show brilliant and uh yeah see you all next week and same for you guys and i'm sure some of our, our our viewers will see you later as well okay yeah lush and then see you in berlin as well okay that's it for this week uh, uh i feel like i should have a catchphrase or something at the end but i don't so uh i'm not going to say anything apart from thanks for watching see you next time. we'll be back oh very